okay, I'm pissed. I'm sorry. I'm pissed off right now, Josh. So I'm, I'm reading this D1 softball article about Sydney Collazos, and it's this really great story about her overcoming, you know, what is an inability to throw it back to the pitcher. She can't throw the ball back to the pitcher. It's a mind block. She's throwing out 30 points. We talked about it on the broadcast nonstop, right? She's throwing out 30% of her base runners, and, and she played third base, and it just it makes no sense. It's one of those things in sports that just doesn't make any sense. And you act like the only people that have ever pointed this out are OU fans. You act like that the only time anyone has been like, whoa, check this out. So basically, OU fans are the only people that have ever watched Baylor softball and have realized, my God, Sidney Collazo can't throw it back to the pitcher. What's going on with this? And she is. I'm sorry. It's a challenge. It's annoying AF to watch. It really, truly is. But to sit here in this article... I can't just because they have a large following and just because they're outspoken, it doesn't mean that they're these big, bad, evil people. And they, here's my favorite part, too, is they, um, is they have one, two, three, four. They've got like six different things here. I'm sure most of them are um, most of them are OU fans, but you just you use them without context. She got pulled from a game against OU in 2019 because she could, or sorry, 2021, because she couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. It happens. It's a weird thing. But to sit there and pretend like OU is the only fan base that has ever had fun with this? Get out of here. Well, the Oklahoma fan base brings, it brings a different microscope to right. what's going on. I mean, it just, it amplifies what's going on in the softball world when Oklahoma strolls in because you're two-time defending champs and the fan base is rabid for the sport. And, yes, they are active, active, active sure. on social media. So probably there's going to be more engagements and interactions when Oklahoma's observing just because the fan base is that sure. in tune with what's going on. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I've read this whole article. I've read it twice now. They – Everyone gets the yips. It happens. You're going you're gonna to have a time whenever you play golf and all of a sudden you're going to put your most perfect swing on it and you're going to blade that thing or you're going to shank it off to the right and it's going to happen a couple of times and you're going to stop and go, I don't know what's going on here. It happens. But, but they, 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 they lay it out like there is some sort of traumatic event that's led to her not being able to throw it back to the pitcher. It's like, oh, she's been through so much. Okay. But there's not. There isn't. She can't throw it back to the pitcher. And it's not all Oklahoma fans' fault because they had fun with it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say when they played Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State fans are like, what the hell is this? Get Miss me with this. I started to read through it, and I thought, this is pretty good. Then all of a sudden, it's like, well, then she played Oklahoma, and mom got so mad. that she... What, have you not been on the Internet whenever your daughter catches before? Was Oklahoma the first fan base to ever point this out? Dude, I am hot about this. I probably shouldn't be on the air right now. Definitely need to take my Twitter feed away from me. Hey, I... would you uh, please remove yourself from Twitter? I think I'm going to. For the moment? 
You can have it back. You're on a it's just like, a timeout for five minutes. Just a timeout, right? Just a timeout. Because as soon as I got through this, I'm like, you take a really good story about someone who is trying to overcome some some challenges, right? And again, it's it's written like you're gonna find out. And then her dad was the pitcher. The truck broke free, ran over him while she was trying to throw it back to him, and she's never been able to throw it's like, but it's not. It's like, how dare you, Oklahoma fans, bully her. If Oklahoma fans were the first ever fan base to question a catcher walking in front of the plate and shot-putting it back to the pitcher, I would be floored. You take a really interesting story, and then you turn it into, well, Oklahoma fans were mean to her. How about this? Instead of being critical of Oklahoma fans and observers, how about you criticize the Baylor coaching staff for being unable to fix this problem? Are you kidding I mean, me? As as I as I'm going through this, I'm reading it, and it's like, okay, well, where's the where's the payoff on this, um, on this? And it's just it's it's the things we know about the yips, everything that we've known about it, and to be like, I am speaking out on this, and I'm going to be a voice for change. There's no change. It's unfortunate. It happens, but. I mean, to make it as if the Oklahoma fans were the first ones to ever point this out, I mean. <sighs> well, and, and let's be fair about this, too. Go ahead. This is a Division One collegiate catcher. I mean, it's borderline. Right. It's shocking. Shocking that you cannot throw back to the pitcher. But then you could put her at third and she can throw a laser at first. You put her behind the plate when someone runs, she can throw someone out. I mean, people are gonna people are going to have a reaction to that, and it's – I mean, you call it bullying or this or that, but I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it's bullying. I, I like my personal favorite is Jen Schroeder. If you're an Oklahoma fan and you made fun of her, read it. And I'm like, okay, and I did twice. You're basically telling us that she has the yips. We all know that. There's, She seems awesome. She seems like a great kid. Love her to death, at least in her story. But you basically made an article – about somebody that can't throw the ball back to the pitcher, and now you're blaming Oklahoma fans for it. Well, and here's That's the, my read, by the way. Here's the deal. They wrote the story. They have they have amplified this problem for the public <laughs> and are pinning the uh, villainship on Oklahoma. You wrote a story about it. I like this. Uh, the Baylor coaching staff needs to watch Major League Two and get her a copy of Victoria's Secret Spring Catalog. <laughs> um, all right, listen, we, we got it. Uh, Frisco sooner. Okay, I'm better now. I'm better. I'm in a better place now. It's just I'm not going to share you it. Si- yeah, will you send it with um, – You want Yeah, will you send it to me, though? Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. Literally, it's this – It's listen, and then – they get they get down to the bottom part of it, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, has she struggled with issues? But no, then it becomes, um, well, my mental health because of the way that people talked about it online, and I'm like, and you don't mention any other school that has said anything but Oklahoma. Apparently, Oklahoma is, is the, the devil. <laughs> apparently, Oklahoma is the only fan base that has ever pointed this out about Cindy Coyasos. My goodness, people. Yeah. When, whenever people, whenever I hear from folks, it's like, man, Oklahoma, Oklahoma fans sure get kind of sensitive about things. This is why. Reasons like this. 
get it. miss me with that, man. Miss me with that, Graham Hayes. All right, uh, True Sooner has been hanging in there. True Sooner. What's going on, Larry? How are you, man? Well, you know, Mike, Mike White called us a bunch of bullies, so I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. You, you know, so, you know, but, but you know, anytime you win like they win, I mean, they're making people mad every year. If they win a third one this year, and they're going to be the favorite to win four in a row, which nobody's ever done. That's what that's what the deal is, and it all gets back to these UCLA commentators, you know, and, and I've read the story too. I know what you're talking about, but Listen, that's what it is. Just, me, you, you wear the you black know what? Hat. It, it's a story. I'm in on the story. I, I, I'm appreciate. Hey, you know, this sucks. I, I can't even imagine right. what it's like to be able to throw it perfectly to second, throw it perfectly to third and first, but then the shortest throw you have is, is one you can't make. But then to make well, it about uh, like, oh, you bullied this girl. And she couldn't handle it. I'm like, this is not the first time that anyone has said anything about this on social media. Get out of here with that. Well, and then she, and then she also, there's other things she does. I mean, she pump fakes the, the shot put. You know, I yeah, mean, bless her like, heart, man. It's it, hard to watch. It for, yeah, it's hard. It's, and I can imagine. I mean, delay of talk about delay of game. <laughs> uh, but that's just. You know, but but your your whole thing, like Josh said, it, this is Division One softball. It's shocking. It's something that you don't see. It's not like somebody's making fun of the way she walks or something. It's just her ability to play. You know, it's like, do you not have somebody that can catch that can that can throw the ball back right. to the pitcher? So again, I mean, like we said, there's the, the, the issue to me too is it, this article in my two reads tries to make it out like this is Oklahoma bullying her or this is an Oklahoma problem that's led to this. Bro, she's been playing for years, and I just, right. I'm glad that they spoke out about it. But to make it make it appear as if and, – and by the way, too, I know that journalism is supposed to be fair. Dude, OU and Patty Gasso went out of her way to give Graham freaking Hayes 30 minutes between a game. I didn't get a chance right. to do a freaking post-game interview because Graham Hayes is sitting there asking him 8,000 questions. And then now you write, like, oh, you fans are responsible for Sidney Koyasos. How dare they? Tell Sydney's story, man. This is BS. I'm. Well, what did I say? I'm like over it. I'm calm down now. Yeah, you like do sound were... like you've uh, <laughs> you've blown some steam off. You're calm now. I'm calm now. Well, they're, they're acting like the girls were, were, were chanting or something. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? They're acting like the girls were chanting. They had a chant about how she could oh. throw the ball back. Oh, 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 but then again, though, it's, 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 it's funny to me because they do make that clarification. Well, the Sooner players didn't have any problem with it. It's it's like it's all the fans. Oh no, they were laughing too. <laughs> just they just hilarious. didn't. They just didn't vocal. They just didn't vocalize what oh, they what they were seeing because so they had more. You know. But I'm hey, sorry. I was gonna, the Dylan Gabriel thing. You know. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Sick of hearing. I'm I'm sick of hearing about how Dylan Gabriel. I mean, first of all, he's going to be a Big Twelve candidate for 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 quarterback of the year this year. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna we be hope. one of the top. We hope. Yeah, he should. You know, but the thing about it is, you know what really good quarterbacks do. What's really that, good true? quarterbacks do. They miss wide open receivers every once in a while. We've had such a run of guys that are, you know, that are perfect almost that we're not used to seeing that. And that's right. That's what they do. They they overthrow a guy. Now they had a few at the beginning of the season that that could have helped us a lot. But I mean, you saw what happened when he wasn't in there. Yeah, it um, it, it it's funny to me. You know, True, we've, I feel like we've – and by, by the way, thanks for the call, True. Have a good week, buddy. I'm I'll talk you. to you again soon. I feel like we have the deal. I'm so mad about this, dude. I, I just got to 
It's all good, man. Well, because I'm reading it as the show goes on, and I got through it the first time, and I was like, are they they trying to blame OU for this? Yeah, and you're upset because it's a hit piece on the OU fan base when here's somebody that the university went out of their way to give you all the time of the day from a coverage right. standpoint. Yeah, I, and, and I then, get that. Yeah, I mean, that would that would make me hot about it, too. Then all of a sudden, you get to, like, the third paragraph of this story, and it's, oh, you fans were bullying her. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. No. This, this cannot possibly be the first fan. And, by the way, to be honest with you, I don't think anything was said except, man, she's driving me crazy. And that's it. But – we, we had several tweets during the show. It's like, man, I, I can't figure out why OU can't take advantage of this. And we would respond, because she's incredible at throwing runners out trying to steal bases. Someone texted and said, I thought it was cute. Yeah, I like I said, I didn't have a problem with it. It's just, oh, my gosh. Because she doesn't just – here's the thing. It's not like she just walks out and pushes the ball back to the pitcher. She's got a, she walks out, throws fist pump as she crosses the plate and points, then she pushes the ball back. That's the part that got obnoxious. Anyway, all right. To True's point. Yeah, and, and from the text line, <laughs> she has the DGs when you can make <laughs> when you can make the hard throws, but you miss the layups. Oh gosh. Unbelievable. Connecting, Unbelievable. Connecting the dots of this conversation. So let, let's take it back. All right, I'm sorry. I, I got us off kilter. Let's go back. And, and I don't usually do this. Um, I don't usually do this very often. But um, Frisco Sooner wrote this. And, again, I'm not sitting here trying to spark any, any fire. I'm not trying to spark any hate. But Frisco said the wide receiver issue is more of a Dylan Gabriel issue. And his point was, get the ball to these guys in stride. But then here comes the biggest problem that Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold, Michael Hawkins, who is T.J. Perry the quarterback? What's the guy's name in 2025? You know, every single one of those guys to a man, are compared to Baker, Kyler, and Jalen. They should be. I'm, I'm talking to you like no one gets that. I'm, I'm not trying to be dad mode here. I'm not yelling at the fraternity boys. But and, and maybe Frisco followed up. I'll, I'll read your follow-up in just a second. Frisco. I'm, not, I'm not trying to pick on you by any – we're never picking on anyone on the text line, just so you know. That's not the case. Sometimes, and I have this, uh, your texts come across – like my text do to some people, it's like, wait, are you being an a-hole here? And usually it's just a, no, 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 I'm not being an a-hole here. Here's what I mean. And sometimes you are. But, Josh, every quarterback from here to four is held to that level of being, you, hey, right. even though when Jalen Hurts was the quarterback in 2019, uh, there were several of you that wanted Spencer Rattler as the guy as the season progressed, but now that he's – an MVP candidate and the highest paid player in the league and played in the Super Bowl in his third year. Everybody loved him, and he never did anything wrong in college. Oh, that Jalen Hurts guy, he's incredible here. No, no, what's that old tweet? You found an old tweet of mine? What would it say? Spencer Rattler should play over Jalen Hurts? No, that wasn't me. Must have got hacked. But, again, the current Jalen, Kyler, and Baker. And 
even the slightest misstep and you're gonna you're gonna be judged harshly, right, Josh? I mean, that's the reality of it. Well, and what Frisco said in the follow-up, I love DG. Believe OU's in trouble with Adam as the starting quarterback this year. I just think he could improve in that area. You have to admit that was an issue at times. Oh, last sure, year. sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think both can be true. That simply the Oklahoma fan base, to True's point, has uh, and, and I almost almost feel guilty saying this, but it is true. I think to some degree, when you look across the board at uh, college football and bad quarterback play that others have have gotten at good places. Oklahoma fans have been spoiled and pampered a little bit with the the consistent level of really good quarterback play for the most part, Norman, Oklahoma. Now, the other part of the equation is this is Oklahoma football, so you should expect to have that kind of quarterback play. And so, yes, Oklahoma fans have, have this wild expectation because they've gotten Heisman caliber quarterback play again and again and again or close to Heisman finalist caliber quarterback play and yet yes Dylan Gabriel in key moments last season Plank was not good enough all of this is true and yet things could be so much worse for Oklahoma football if they did not have Dylan Gabriel um where are we on time okay let's break let's break we got lot of really good stuff. I, I'm inundated with reminders of guys like Chuck Knobloch and Steve Sachs and the Sidney Koyaso story. Yeah, man. Listen, I grew up – Steve Sachs was my favorite player, was my favorite player growing up. And that was always wild that my favorite player couldn't do the one fundamental thing that it took, which was throwing the ball to first base. It's like what Chuck Knobloch, Mackie Sasser was one that always stood out to me. He couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. It happens. It absolutely happens. I'm telling you what, I'm, I think it's cool that Sidney Colossos is talking about it, but it's also something we all see. And this idea that Oklahoma fans are the only ones that have ever pointed it out, that's where I get triggered. David from Norman, if that's the most embarrassed you've been of OU fans, bro, I'd go check Twitter during the Lincoln Rally Joe Mixon saga. Just saying. But I, we'll get to that. And then much, much more on Dylan Gabriel. There is a lot of really good stuff on this conversation. The big news today, Jordan Tyson reportedly visiting Oklahoma. Um, OU also being mentioned as a candidate for Keon Coleman. Uh, No, he's going to LSU. No, I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sorry. He's going to LSU. (laughs) I mean, literally, a couple guys got mad. Many of you were like, oh, don't waste your time on him. He's going to LSU. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just going by what I read. But And you already had Brendan Thompson. What does that say to you about the receiver position? We'll dive into it next on a very shockingly busy Wednesday here on the Home of Sooner fans. <laughs> I'm cracking up. You guys are funny on the text line today. It's been a great day. Welcome into the Plank Show. Guy writes, I mean, who cares? Have you ever sat near the student section in a football game? The things that are said, pretty rough, but funny. It's, it's, it's always interesting to me. It's always interesting to me that when when we talk about making sure everything is on equal footing, make sure that there's as much coverage for women's basketball and softball because it's deserved and as much coverage as necessary for the sports that don't get that amount of coverage, uh, men's soccer, women's soccer, men's track and field, women's track and field, when some of that fandom – creeps into that world and it's as brutal (laughs) it's as brutal from a fan base on the women's side as it is on the men's side you know suddenly it's we're all a problem oh how dare you 
Maybe, maybe even to a certain extent, Josh, I was guilty of that last night. Maybe that's maybe I was guilty of that last night with the guy that was sitting back there yelling at Jordy Ball, who, by the way, I'm not here to judge. I was a fraternity guy, proud Sigma Chi, but. They had face painting for kids, and these fraternity guys had gone and had their face painted up by the face painter. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of screams nerd, right? And I'm a nerd. I should know. But anyway, maybe I'm guilty of this, too, because I become very defensive. It's my girls. It's my team. But in that same vein, I, if you're doing something that is fundamentally you know, a challenge, then, yeah, people are probably going to, have some fun with it. But they're also not the first people to ever point it out. My goodness. That's that's where I get that's why I'm so triggered by this right now. Then the Oklahoma series came. Because no one had ever pointed it out before that Sidney Coyasos can't throw it back to the pitcher until the Oklahoma series happened. And that's when everyone realized she has to take eight steps from behind the plate, pump her fist, point to her entire infield before she shot puts the damn thing back to the pitcher. Come on. Come on, man. All right. Um, okay, here, here's a good question. Here's a good point. Sooner soldier. Sooner soldier. I love you guys, but you keep saying how bad it was when DG wasn't in there. Well, look who you compared him to. I think Evers would have been better, but I think they did what they did to avoid a quarterback controversy. Think about the thing about Bevel was horrible, but he kept getting the call. Same thing will happen this year. The better QB won't get played. DG won't lose us games, but will be the reason we don't win one or two games. Hey, Sooner Soldier, where's Nick Evers on the Wisconsin depth chart right now? Yeah, no, he's he's buried on the Badgers depth chart. And he right got now. a shot. Um, So I... I don't know of this Texas game that you're talking about. It's been completely and totally wiped from my memory. <laughs> so I, I have no idea what you could possibly be bringing up that happened last year. But I don't – I mean, I, sometimes I wonder if people type things and they're just trolling me. I, I, I don't think that game would have been much better if Nick Evers started a quarterback over um, over Davis Bevel. I mean, you, you would have, we think, been able to throw the football a little bit more. But then again – with what's gone on this spring at Wisconsin, it it kind of makes you think. Okay, well, may, maybe not. Right. You know, maybe, I not. Mean, maybe the as much as we lambasted the coaching staff that week. I mean, maybe they just flat out had it right. We'll step back for a second. I want to make sure I welcome in those of you who may have been enjoying your work day today. It is ten thirty right here on the ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Um, this hour has been dominated by a couple of storylines. Number one, the yips, right? Um, my uh, my guy on my phone is is Wichita Sooner bro. That's how he is on my phone. But says, remember when Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw to first base? It was annoying to watch. That's right, Wichita Sooner bro. Um, I would add, I would add that there's thousands of examples of this, and to Graham. Harold Graham Hayes's credit, he goes through and lays out some of them. I got triggered. I got angry whenever it's made to appear as if Oklahoma was the first ever fan base to point this out. And I and don't, that, I don't doubt David from Norman's text that. Sure, no, not at all. There was uh, the traveling party in Waco wasn't 
you know, totally welcoming about it. But, you know, this this is Division One. I don't think, softball. Josh, hold on. I don't think it was the fans there. I think it was the fans on social media. I like the fans there. They would just guffaw about it. I mean, you really can't say anything. Right. You're in Waco, even though we had them outnumbered. If the brawl would have broke out, I felt good about our chances. You know, we might we might have had a chance to hold our own. But in all seriousness, I just I, I guess what triggered me is yes, Oklahoma has a very passionate fan base on Twitter with softball. Yes, they are very defensive of their team. No, they are not the cause of Sidney Collazos's issues not being able to throw back to the pitcher. And no, they're not the first fan base to ever have fun with it or pointed out. That's where my triggering came from, Josh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're totally good, and I'm with you. And if it was on social media, I mean, you can find a lot of stuff on right. social media. Exactly. exactly. The other story, though, and the one that's kind of driven the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 and even the Riverwind Casino jackpot line at 405-329-9000, we've seen Oklahoma be very active in the portal at the receiver position. They've already brought in Brendan Thompson out of Texas, and now there's reports of Jordan Tyson, the Colorado transfer, being on campus, 22 catches for 470 yards and four scores. Uh, there's Keon Coleman buzz, Michigan State guy, though many feel like he's either on his way to LSU or back to East Lansing to rejoin Mel Tucker's team. And it's shockingly turned into a, hey, is it a receiver or quarterback issue right now at OU? I would say if Emmett Jones is out, diving into the portal like he is, I would say they want more depth at the receiver position. If Jeff Levy isn't freaking out and talking to uh, any of these quarterbacks that are in the portal or if there isn't buzz about, hey, there's a chance that Jackson Arnold could start that isn't just social media or message board driven, then I would tend to think, Josh, hey, they feel really good about where Dylan Gabriel is. They just need to – and where the future of that quarterback position is – they just need to continue to add weapons around him. So that's that's where this conversation has morphed. Frisco Sooner did a good job of kicking it off for us. Um, Sooner Soldier's been in on it at 405-651-3439. Um, and here's one from the 918. White was held to Hypel. Bradford was held to White. Mayfield was held to Bradford. Murray held to Murray. Uh, Murray held to Mayfield, Hurts to Murray. If you want to be great QB at OU, if you want to be a great QB at OU, suck it up. Suck it up and out in the work. If not, let's get someone that can play the expected level at QB. Well, um, and, I, and I don't think I don't, Dylan Gabriel's not shying away from any expectations. We're just saying uh, no, I, I, Oklahoma fans. Part, did they text the right show? Because no one's like really sitting no. no. What are we doing? Um, no, so that's, I mean, that that's right, though, Plank. I mean, it comes with the territory. It does. He's, he's a thousand percent correct. But I don't think anyone from Jalen Hurts to Spencer Rattler to Caleb Williams to Tanner Mordecai, who am I leaving out, Austin Kendall, to any of these guys that have been in quarterback battles and Dylan Gabriel – I don't think anyone is shying away from that. I just don't. And I don't know. I don't necessarily know if you're trying to call it Gabriel. I don't think you are. But I just – I feel like that's – I don't feel like quarterback's the issue here. 
and I know I'm on an island by myself. Josh is, I think, somewhat there with me. But I don't think this is one of those where you point and you're like, Puh, Dylan Gabriel better be able to hit these receivers. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. I, I think Oklahoma's got offensive line questions to work out and sort through between now and the time the season kicks off right. and uh, between now and the time you play Texas in the Cotton Bowl. I do think there's some some skill position sorting out and finding and potentially upgrading here if you can uh, to, to get accomplished. And, sure, quarterback play can get better. I sure. think Dylan Gabriel himself would tell you that he could be better in 2023 than he was in moments in <laughs> 2022. But do I think that uh, quarterback is one of Oklahoma's biggest problems? Absolutely not. All right, uh, what, where are we at? All right, it's 1036. Let's, let's break. Let's break. Text line's on fire with this. Sooner softball wins last night, 6-zip. They take out Tulsa in Tulsa. OU baseball wins over DBU 10-7. Uh, so Sooner baseball getting ready for a trip to Morgantown. Sooner softball, the final regular season series will be in Stillwater, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be all over it. Plus, we'll continue our conversation about the Sooners' pursuit of the receiver position. Got Alyssa Brito, got Patty Gasso, got Skip Johnson all coming up on The Ref. We're going to do this a lot over the next three months, aren't we? I just realized it. This is this is going to be a, a, a fairly regular conversation from the Plank Show to Steel Man and Thune at Noon to Locked In to The Rush, obviously T-Row and TJ. Anytime that we start talking about areas of the football team that need to improve, Josh, it will open a debate on the quarterback side, won't it? Yeah, and, and probably that's the nature of the beast when you lost close games. And frankly, yes, even though you would have to lay a lot of the blame at the feet of a bad defense for Oklahoma at times, and I, I look at – say, the, the West Virginia game, the Texas Tech game, uh, these close games, you know, Kansas State, y- you had opportunities, and we've seen Oklahoma quarterbacks past deliver even when the defense doesn't and go win games because they're just that good offensively. DG in certain situations wasn't able to do that. The offense wasn't able to do that. Uh, timely, inaccurate throws, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Poorly timed, I guess, inaccurate throws. And then, sure. you know, in moments where the defense did deliver for you, West Virginia, the, the offense wasn't that good early in that game. And then the defense uh, obviously uh, failed you late. So when those things all work together to combine to be six and seven, folks are going to look at the quarterback. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of it. What do they always say? Such an overused phrase. Um, but quarterback always gets – too much of the blame and too much of the credit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's somewhere in between. You always, it's always, I mean, I, I look no further than Derek Carr. I mean, that is a dude that there's a certain faction of Raider fans that are high-fiving, hugging, and kissing each other that he's gone. There's others that are sitting back like, bro, he wasn't the problem with this team. <laughs> you guys can be happy, but unless you're putting Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, yeah, you ain't, ain't going to be winning, and that's not happening in Vegas right now. So it's it's an interesting parallel 
amongst the fan base and and how they feel and how it kind of goes back and forth, if you will. Um, Sooner Fish writes, oh, good, Sooner Fish, I can add a name to this. Uh, DJ isn't the problem. We have to get out of this mindset of football games being won by the quarterback. Defense was the elephant in the room. Um, and then there's this, worrying about an average to above average quarterback when the defense was ranked 122nd is downright stupid. Well, I mean... This is the same dude that texted Major Yawn having a softball game in the palace. So I don't know if you get to point around and call people stupid, but here we are. I um, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with any of that. You know, it's just it's a situation where maybe more than anything else, you've got to step back and kind of take that, what does Coach Venable say a lot, Josh, that holistic view. No holistic view. So we'll see exactly what direction Oklahoma heads at the receiver position because that's where this started. That's where this conversation birthed. Jordan Tyson, the Colorado transfer, reportedly on campus. We'll see about Keon Coleman, the Michigan State transfer. Brennan Thompson already in the mix. And then you got two freshmen that you're bringing in at semester that – at least from everything we've heard, Josh, have a chance to play. Well, I think based on where the wide receiver room is at, Petaway and Brown, yeah, they're going to have a chance to impress in camp. And, you know, upstairs if everything clicks and and they get the playbook down and there's no glaring, glaring problems, which can happen with with true freshmen, though I think, you know, anymore the language – I don't know. Somebody that's been a part of this could could do a better job of describing it. But it feels like from the seven-on-seven era on, it's uh, a little bit more that you can pick up the language maybe faster than you could, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Jumping from high school to uh, college, you're running more and more of the same stuff. So I think that sets it up to where true freshmen can come in and not be as overwhelmed. But it's still true freshmen, so sometimes there is that learning curve. But they're going to have the opportunity just based on where the wide receiver room's at. Agreed. Agreed. All right, it's 1046 on the Plank Show. When we come back, um, we got to hear from Patty Gasso. I talked to her post game. We'll hear from Coach Gasso after the Sooners' six-hip win over Tulsa last night. Plus, Alyssa Brito, top five stories of the day all around the corner. We're live at Cavens Group today. Cavensgroup.com. Uh, see the rain rolling in again, or eh, maybe it's going to skirt by us. But uh, if you've noticed roof leaks, if you've noticed issues with staining in your roof or your wall, Cavens can help you out. 405-573-3048. It's the Plank Show. I'm intrigued by it, though. It is definitely something different. I've been talking, uh, I was talking to Josh during the break. I'm slowly moving away from Apple Podcast just because, like, if I don't download a show for a while, I'll give you, for instance, here real quick. I'm a big, uh, the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi. I'm a big listener. So when I... But I don't listen to every episode. I'll listen whenever there's news or maybe something with the Raiders. So I, uh, I'll i pause the downloads, right? But then when I'm like, oh, um, there's, a sh- there's a show. You know, he's eight episodes in. I want to go listen to that one. You know, I'm, I'm behind, but I don't want to listen to all of them. I just want to listen to that one. 
when I download that one episode, Josh, it downloads it downloads like eighty six episodes of it. So then I got to spend twenty minutes just deleting them off my phone because I don't want to listen to them. So Spotify is starting to slowly but surely seep into my atmosphere a little bit. And you say you're a fan? I love it. Yeah. No, okay. I've got uh, I've got the ads free, right. which I probably need to you. take more advantage of. By the way, you can also find our podcast on Spotify by simply searching KREF. I look and I see T Row in the morning shows, hour one, two, and three, already available on Spotify. All right. Um, Patty Gasso, we'll get back to the text line again. Uh, the news of the day we've been monitoring the transfer portal for Oklahoma. Looks like receiver is a major position of need for the Sooners, or at least of interest. Jordan Tyson reportedly on campus. We'll see what. Uh, our man Parker Thune has learned the Colorado transfer, 22 catches, 470 yards, four touchdowns. Keon Coleman, there is some buzz around him, but I haven't seen any of the OU guys talking about it, so maybe that's just one man's opinion. And then to, to cap it all off, we've been diving into the, I, I guess, would you say that it's a debate, Josh, about where the issue is for Oklahoma? Some people have looked at this and said, Oh, it's not a receiver issue. It's a quarterback issue. And that's kind of where the, the debate has exploded on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll hit the best of those coming up in just a bit. But right now, post game with Patty Gasso after the Sooner 6 nothing win. Yeah, we did. Um, we did. We, um, I don't know. I just, I think our pitching staff and our defense saved us. I think offensively, we were halfway, we, we were ha- one foot in, one foot out. To me, the MVP of this game was Sophia, because that at bat was just created this momentum and kind of handed the torch to Burrito, who just did a phenomenal job. But um, disappointed, actually, with all these fans coming out here and wanting to see the Sooners do their thing. I think we came off a little sluggish and a little sloppy, and I wish we had a better uh, approach, but our pitching staff was outstanding, and our defense was as well. So speaking of that pitching staff, you told us before the game you were going to go with all your pitchers tonight, all of them, including Kirsten Deal, with the opportunity she got. They looked great. Yeah, we just wanted to give Kirsten, like, a lefty matchup. She did her job, and, you know, I'm tired of it happening to us, so I thought, let's see what it looks like again. And somebody else. Uh, so um, it's a win. And Tulsa fought hard, and their pitching staff did a really nice job as well. So I think we just chalk it up as a, an opportunity to win a midweek and get some rest and get reset and get ready for the weekend. Hey, I know your team is waiting for you, but how about this crowd here tonight? It was wonderful. It was a lot of big suitor contingency, and that's one reason why we wanted to play this game, to appreciate the fans up here as well coach there you go it's head coach patty gatso they had him josh standing beyond the fences across the street to watch the game beyond the left field wall they had him sitting on the uh, steps of the hitting complex beyond the right field wall uh, it was a scene great crowd they they cap the capacity at a thousand but I mean, I, I saw fans trying to – I was trying. I failed getting tickets. I failed my brother-in-law, and I failed Travis in, in getting tickets last night. But it was it was an event, and it's really cool to see when Oklahoma uh, travels to a place that it doesn't get to go very often like Tulsa to see that event. But as Coach said, they can play better. 
they can play better. I last night was weird. I need I I don't know how to describe it except to say let's see. I could probably name the hard hit balls on one hand. The Brito home run. Sid Sanders had a hard hit ball. Haley Lee had a hard hit ball. Um, but I mean, it, it it was it was almost as if they gave us restricted flight balls or something. <laughs> I mean, or or that we were using bats that didn't have any juice. I mean, just it it, it was a weird feeling. Now, it's a great night. The you know, team had a great attitude, and I think all but maybe really kind of one and a half defensive snafus because you had the catcher's interference, which is the second time that's been called in a bit, which threw me off because, again, they don't make a signal on anything anymore. But the catcher's interference, that was called, and then Brito had a ball that was kind of a tough play. But, man, that was that was a rough infield. They did a really nice job with it. So I, I know that everyone wants games to be 10-zip, 11-zip, but a 6-zip win on the road, against Tulsa we'll take it last time last time we went to oh uh, to Tulsa was 2018 and it was a one zip game so uh, and Emily Watson was pitching in that game and she ended up being pretty special for TU but I would say this that that Tulsa team is much better than it record its record would show you and it's also one of the most confusing teams in college softball this season We'll hear from Melissa Brito on the top five stories of the day, plus Skip Johnson coming up right around the corner. We're at Cavens Group on a Wednesday with a Plank Show.